Shalom, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. We believe the Torah is relevant for our lives today, God's teachings and instructions. You may very well be part of the first generation to be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and have the Torah, a Christian with Torah. Join us as we honor the living God through the study of His Word, topical conversations, and interviews with special guests. Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. My name is Ryan Cabrera, and I'm your co-host, and I'm here in Studio B with Pastor That's Nick right. Plummer. Hey, Pastor Nick. Glad to be here. This is great. I'm glad you're glad. I'm in a really good book right now. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, no, that's it. That's it, folks. We are starting the book of Leviticus, Vaikra, today. And uh, it's Pastor Nick's favorite book. He makes no bones about it. So we're all just going to have to just get through this, you know, and try to be at least like a quarter of as excited as you are. We are definitely excited. Yeah, we're yeah. definitely excited. We got six pages Oh, I know. Ten minutes per page. Go figure. Five seconds. The only outline with six pages. We're gonna have to bring it instead of four. Quickly, is is this one now? Tell them what it is now? Listen, we're what a week and a half, two weeks, almost two weeks away from Pesach, from Passover. We're almost a week and a half. So next Saturday, so not this coming Shabbat, but the Shabbat after. That's right. After Shabbat ends, sundown on March twenty seventh. <clears throat> Passover begins. That's right. March 27th, Saturday night. In the evening, exactly right. And so I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for it. I hope you guys are having uh, Passover seders with your families or with a group of friends or with some people. You need to get some community together. Uh, go out to the highways and byways. Find some people. And Don't and, forget, and if have they're a interested in getting a seder book yes. that we really promote, uh, for the believers, uh, a Seder book, uh, we can give you a PDF if you just contact us at... That's right. I was just checking my email. I got an email from a gentleman, David Jenkins. Hi, David. Um, I got an email from him asking for the the Seder books, and uh, I got a other, couple other folks asking for some stuff. So how can they get that? Uh, they just email me at ryan at twopraise.net. T-O-P-R-A-I-S-E dot net, Ryan. Dot net, that's right. R-Y-A-N that's, at that's right. twopraise.net. We'll send you a PDF of the of the, of the of the of the of the Passover Seder, the fifteen steps of the Seder. What's cool, right. is we've put it together from a Christian Hebrew roots perspective, right? But there are some you know traditional things, but it's in pretty there. traditional, yeah. yeah. It's, so it's good, yeah, exactly. And like uh, Yeshua that. is exalted, yes. And he's brought out like never before, like never before, because that's what it is, right? Passover is about Yeshua, the Messiah. Amen. That's good. So, um, do we have any other announcements? I think we're good on announcements. We are good to go. I think we're good. Um, make sure if you guys are watching this that you uh, like and subscribe and share this on social media. Listen, it helps me if you would just stop right now. You can come back to the video and do those steps for me right this second and uh, take care of that for me. Like it, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff because it helps us get the word out You know, to That's the right. folks. All right, so. On to today's business. Today's business is Vaikra. Vaikra, which means, and he called. It is the name in Hebrew of the book of Leviticus, and it is also this week's Torah portion, which can be found starting in the book of Leviticus, chapter 1, verse 1, and ending in chapter 6 and verse 7. So here we go. Once again, the book of Leviticus is my favorite book, and here's a little bit of a... uh, Tidbit for you. The theme of Leviticus is you shall be holy. This is a book for priests, and we are called to be priests, so I love it. Chapters 1 through 17 shows the way to God, and chapters 18 to 27 shows the walk with God. Uh, The book of Leviticus starts with consecration and ends with consecration. So once again, you're going to learn all about the sacrificial system, the story of redemption, the plan of redemption here and why each sacrifice is relevant and important for today. So once again, chapters 1 through 17 shows the way to God, and chapters 18 to 27 shows the walk with God. I want to walk with God. Amen. Uh, We can find our way, but we want to walk with Him. That's right. It's kind of like, you know, God will never leave you or forsake you. That's kind of like chapters 1 to 17. But chapters 18 to 27 is that if you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. Hallelujah. So we're going to kick off by uh, going right into the burnt offerings. We're going to read any scriptures for the sake of time because we have five sacrifices to get through in an hour. So the burnt offerings are first. And of course, that is the very first offering found in Leviticus. 
and it was voluntary, was it not, Ryan? It was. It was a voluntary offering. It's a voluntary offering. What does it consist of? And it says right here, And he shall put his hand upon the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. Yeah. Uh, the following would be appropriate for a burnt offering. The following would be appropriate for a burnt offering. A bull without blemish, a male sheep or goat without blemish, and turtle doves or young pigeons. So I'd just like to remind everyone and point this out. We have three classes of people in their offerings right away. We have the upper class, the middle class, and the poor. That's what we have here. Hmm. Three classes of people with a, a bull as the upper class. A male sheep or goat without blemish would be the middle class. Mm-hmm. And then if you couldn't afford that, you could do a burnt offering with turtle doves or young pigeons. Wow, yeah. cool. So this shows right out of the gate that God is not a socialist. He's a nationalist. Yeah. You know, now, listen. He I created mean, nations. Bulls are big. I mean, that's oh, a big yeah, animal. That's serious. And, you know, the burnt offering is, is what is it? Mike was talking last night about how it was. it's more accurately called a whole burnt offering, right? Because you burn up the whole thing. Now, I just ordered a quarter cow, all right? And meaning of meat, right? Because you can go order from like a, a farm and a then they go to the butcher or whatever and you get a quarter cow. Wow. That's like 200 and something pounds of meat. After, and that's off the bone, right? So we're talking like my family, a family of seven, right, can eat off of that for months. So a, and that's a quarter of a of a cow, right? A bull, full size, whole burnt offering. I mean, we're talking about giving something that, of real value, right? Something that would sustain a family for a good amount of time. So this is nothing to be. I mean, I think we just kind of like, oh, bull, uh, this. No, a whole bull. Burnt to a crisp, gonzo, right? Angus, Angus steak. Yeah, yeah, gone, right? So nobody gets it, and that's the I mean, priest gets the skin. Leviticus seven eight. This true. is going to build up even more the scripture interpret scripture. But a, a priest gets the skin. This is one of my notes here mm. uh, as we see this, and of course uh, we go into the question, uh, Ryan. Uh, well, actually, we got to finish this up. But so the burnt offering would be a sweet savor to the Lord. Yep, and the blood was applied to the side of the altar. Right. So the question is, how is the burnt offering symbolic of not only Yeshua, but to us as well? So let's look at Yeshua. Uh, he was actually a burnt offering. In Matthew chapter 26, verses 39 through 44, you want to read that, Ryan? Let's read those verses. That's in the Yeshua New is a burnt offering, yeah. Matthew 26, verses 39 through 44. Matthew 26, uh, 39 through 44. <clears throat> All right, it says here, And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, What could ye... I'm in the right place, right? Yes. What could ye not watch... What? What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, O my father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he uh, he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, I'm going to 44, I'm past where you wanted me to go. No, no, that's fine. So basically, we have Yeshua as a burnt offering. He's going to offer himself up. Yes. If it be thy will, Father, then so be it. That's So he's going to offer up his whole body. Uh, let's check out uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 for the believer. Uh, once again, God wants us to give our whole being to him. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to the world, but ye be, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So once again, to signify complete dedication and consecration to God, hence it is called the whole burnt offering, this one is voluntary. Yeah. Okay. So once again, keep in mind, Yeshua gave his whole being, his whole self to be a sacrifice. And just like with us, we are to be a living sacrifice. 
not to be conformed to this world by the renewing of our mind as well in, in Romans 12, verse 2. So once again, we can see where the burnt offering plays an important role. And, and also, just so you know, uh, looking over my notes here, the priest gets the skin, Leviticus 7, 8. We're looking ahead a little bit. So what do you think so, they did with the skin? I think they, they had to do something with it. Made all kinds of cool stuff with it. I mean, I would think made so. Made like leather belts. bags and belts. and Yeah. Yeah. So once again, that's our very first offering. Now let's move on. I'm going to let Ryan handle this one. This Ooh. is going to be Leviticus chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. We have the meat offerings. That's right. And let's, I like this offering. This, let's hit it. Meat offerings, kind of a little misleading. Meat. Well, because in the, in the old English, right, meat was actually just food. Right. Um, we think of meat as like, hey, get the meat, you know, right. but, um, or the meat of the matter. Hey, we're in Leviticus, which is like the meat of the Torah. That's right. Right? <laughs> right in the middle. So it says uh, the second is the grain offering, right? So the meat is also the grain offering. So don't be misled by the meat word. It's not meat. Um, it's actually grain. There's even some King James New Testament verses that say uh, meat instead of grain or, or meat instead of food. Right. And so it's, uh, it's the grain offering. And so the three ingredients made up of the grain offering are the fine flour, oil, and frankincense. And so um, the frankincense, I think Mike was saying, is put on there just on the portion that's <coughs> burnt, right? Just, um, I'd have to study that out, but that's interesting. Yep. So fine flour, oil, and frankincense. Correct. And it's unleavened. Right. No right. leaven. Right. So the remnant of the grain offering went to Aaron and his sons. And so that's what's left over. They can eat it. Yep. The not burnt up. Right. The ingredients of an oblation or a gift of a meat or grain offering was baked in an oven and was unleavened cakes of fine flour mingled with oil or unleavened wafers anointed with oil, right? So they would basically they cook it, you know, into like a, a wafer. So all the different ways of making the unleavened bread. This one was baked. Right. Yeah. And so the This ingre- is like the food network. They <laughs> <laughs> come in there and like, you know, when you come Today's in as a new subject, priest, like. Uh, we're going to show you variations of how to cook unleavened bread. We're going to use the oven. Yeah. The old pre- the, the older priest could teach the younger priest like, hey, no, no, that's the way it tastes better. I mean, yeah. You do it this there way. You go. And so uh, the ingredients for an oblation uh, of a or gift offering for a meat or grain offering is a frying pan was fine flour and oil. So when they, they could do the baking, right? right? Or they could fry it in a pan with the oil and the flour. That's I've right. made matzah that way. It is my favorite way to make matzah. I mean, everything fried tastes better, right? We just had the strawberry festival. Oh, boy. And, uh, I mean, you could fry a tennis shoe, right? Did you go to the strawberry festival? I did not. I didn't make it. I did. Uh, well, good for you, you know? Yeah, it was very good for me. <laughs> I bet. Very good. Buddy, buddy, good. Um, a portion of the grain offering was to be a memorial for the Lord. Um, that's in ex- or Leviticus chapter 2, verse 9. And uh, you have no leaven or honey in your grain offering to the Lord. So no, nothing sweet, right? No honey no leaven. added. Leaven's always bad. And no leaven. No leaven. You know, we, I brought out a point about the leaven in the, in the Bible. It talks about like leaven is likened to the kingdom of God. Right. Well, the, still the connotation is not good. Oh. <coughs> it, it thinks like, oh, well, look, the kingdom's expanding. Well, as the kingdom expands, so does leaven within the kingdom, that it's there. Yikes. It's in your midst. I don't like so that. So the connotation of leaven is never good. Just remember that. A lot of times we think, oh, well, look, the kingdom is like in the leaven. It's going to expand. It's, it's good. No, leaven's always bad. It means that when God is doing something, leaven's in the midst. Oh, that's a good word. That's stupid leaven. I know, but it's just so true. It is you very know? true. My, it's it says true there were in believers in uh, Caesar's house, but I'm just saying that it's interesting. That's like that Paul says, hey, when I t- went to do good, right? You know, sin was there well, beside look, Judas me. Judas Iscariot was right the there door. with Yeshua. Oh, he picked yeah. him. He was a, he was a thief. He, he was in charge of the finances. And, and Jesus knew everything. That's right. Levin was right there at the table next to him. Keep your friends close. <laughs> your enemies closer. <laughs> that was uh, that's important. Quote though. from Sun Tzu in the Art of War. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, the oblation. Uh, of the first fruits can be offered to the Lord, but not burnt on the altar for a sweet savor. And every oblation of the grain offering was seasoned with salt. It's <coughs> good to know. And the grain offering was voluntary. So um, Leviticus chapter 2, verse 14 says this, And if thou offer a meat offering of thy first fruits unto the Lord, thou shalt offer for the meat offering of thy first fruits green ears of corn dried by the fire, uh, even corn beaten out of full ears. Interesting. 
So I like the grain offering personally, right? Because I feel like there's work that has to be done, right? With an animal, you bring the animal and, you know, you slay the animal and burn it, right? But there's a participation, like the Jewish people, when they pray before they eat bread, right? It's even on the Shabbat, right? It's, right. it's um, you know, Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, HaMotzi Lechem Min HaAretz, right? Um, you know, you're, you're blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. That's right. But God doesn't bring forth bread from the earth, right? He brings forth grain from the earth, and then in participation with man, the bread is made. Right. And so I I like that. And I think that's kind of a cool way that we get to participate. Participation being the word of the hour, I believe. Um, Right. Well, and also the unleavened bread signifies the perfect humanity of Christ. Uh, Of course, we have the uh, the absence of leaven typifies the sinlessness of Christ. Hebrews 415 says this, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. So the, the grain offering goes with the burnt offering. So like you say, hey, I'm going to give myself to the Lord, and, th- and then the unleavened bread, this grain offering is a picture of servitude, of serving. You know? And also, if you want to look at, if you look at Corinthians here, uh, it says it's right here. He says this right here. I think this is very interesting. Uh, Paul tells the church of Corinth, the Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians 5, 7, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. So the unleavened is a picture of us as well. And that's what actually went on the table of showbread was the 12 loaves. They were unleavened. So the priest could partake of it. You know, the last words there in uh, chapter 4, verse 15 is yet without sin. Right. So he's tempted as we are, but he did not fall into temptation. Right. So think about Christians, you know, that, that have the Lord and give their life to the Lord and then begin serving. When you're a heathen and you're not redeemed, all you think about is yourself. Right. Now, you could have a moral compass and be a good person and think of others and maybe not be selfish. Yeah. Maybe help others, random acts of kindness. But overall, though, think about it. When you are born again, you are a burnt offering. Right. God wants all of you. Right. He's got to depend on you. Yeah. He's depending on us. And then, of course, we begin to serve. And we even serve those, uh, you know, around us that maybe aren't the best people. Yeah. But we have a servant's heart, and so we want to serve and want to help, you know. And God's will so, is for us to serve. And that's, of course, with this grain offering, it's so important to understand this, because yeah. there are five offerings, and it's relevant for, for us today and for you to see Yeshua and to see ourselves. Yes. You know, I've learned something. When you get in a little funk, the wearing down of the saints, it allows you to kind of stop and, and not really serve others. So I've always learned that when I take a hit or I get down the valley or something's just not right, I just serve my way out of it. I say, you know what? I'm going to help somebody. I'm going to do something. I'm going to stay active. You know, yeah. I feel like that's what the Lord is kind of telling me. I want you to be active. Keep moving because we're getting ready to have some momentum. Yeah. Because we came from Purim into the season of redemption, into Passover. And then, of course, um, then we go right into, of course, you know, this new feast cycle. Right. So that's really good, Ryan. So what do you have to th- say about that as far as the uh, well, grain offering? just that, you know, as you're mentioning, you're mentioning is kind of the, the steps... T- to the maturity of a believer, showing that through the sacrifices, right? That you become born again with that burnt offering. That's why the you, church is so important, because yeah. where are you going to serve? That's right. You know, when people tell me, well, you know, I, I don't go to church, and I'm like, why? Yeah, that's... If you could be with other people, why not? Now, now sometimes there isn't, like, a building or a, an established church. Sure. But there is a body of believers that could at least meet in the home. I would say in the Western world, that's pretty rare. There's a church. (laughs) You know, it's interesting, you know, with this whole COVID thing, you know, people have so many excuses not to go to church now. Oh, yeah. Churches are even shut down, but we're just thriving. We're having services. Oh, yeah. We're having fellowship. We're having meals. Yeah. Thank you, Ron DeSantis. Yes. Thank you, Governor. I'll be voting for you in 2024. So, so he, uh, um, the, the piece about, this offering meaning showing the service look at how again god's will is done through the participation of of Good his, him and and the people so you know granted that if you know if we don't do it right, right. god will find somebody else oh, to yeah. do it just like mordecai to esther that's you right don't do this right it'll happen somehow that's some right. way god's will will be done god made those promises to abraham and his descendants correct there's not going to be a genocide to wipe them out but we get to participate in it right we right. get to make that unleavened bread as a service to god and right. we then get to bring that as an offering 
to him. And so how right. cool is that? Look at that with, you know, look at your finances. Okay. So for example, um, you give a tithe or an offering back to God by giving to your local storehouse. Right. And you earned that money, right? You planted that crop and you right. harvested it and right. you made the unleavened bread or right. the fine flour, right? You did all that. Right. But really, without God, none of that was possible. This is true. And so, because, and I think it's, people forget, God created wheat. <laughs> right. Right? And he's the one that you can, you can plant it and you can water it, but God brings the increase. Right. And God- And brings, Adam was a gardener. Right. And, and then it's with that participation with you and God together that you right. then have something. And what does he ask for? He doesn't, the whole, the whole offering doesn't even get consumed on the fire, right? Right. The A portion of it eat. goes to the priest. Yeah, that's their... Uh, so when you bring your tithes and your offerings into the storehouse, it's the same idea. You're not having to give all of your increase. Right. You're just giving a portion of it. That's right. Amen. A tithe, a tithe. Amen. So we get into, uh, so the first two offerings are voluntary. Right. Burnt and, of course, uh, the meat or grain offering. Now we're going to get into the peace offerings. It is the third offering. The peace offering could come from the herd and be a male or female without blemish. It says right here in Leviticus 3.2, He shall lay his hand upon the head of his offering and kill it at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron's sons, the priest, shall sprinkle the blood upon the altar round about. Uh, the peace offering could be a goat. Uh, and of course, the two kidneys and the fat that is on them are removed along with the call above the liver. Once again, the kidneys are filters. They are to be removed. And the fat is on them are removed along with the call above the liver. Liver is a filter. All of the fat from the peace offering belong to the Lord. Okay. Uh, and of course, Leviticus 3.17, it shall be a perpetual statute for your generations throughout all your dwellings that you eat neither fat nor blood. So you can't eat the fat and you can't eat the blood. The peace offering was voluntary. The peace offering was the only offering in which the offerer shared. Yes. Okay. So we look at this question here. How is the peace offering symbolic? Of not only Yeshua, but us as well. Let's check this out, okay, as far as the peace offering. Uh, now, just so you understand, if you give your whole life to the Lord as a burnt offering, which, which is very interesting, and then you begin to serve the Lord and participate in what he's revealed to you and what he wants you to do. From there, you'll get these incredible blessings, you know, because this peace offering is something that you would get and you get to partake of. So when you offer up the sacrifice of this peace offering, it is a sweet aroma. It is voluntary. It's kind of like, look at my blessings the Lord has given me, and now I'm going to do these peace offerings, and I'm going to share it with my family and my friends. Let's say that you want to do this peace offering because it's a gratitude for blessing or deliverance. Like, you just got your stimulus check. Yeah. Let's do peace offerings, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank let's go, you. Let's go to dinner. Thank, thank you, President Biden. And it's a thank offering. And now, the, also the word votive is used here, number two. It's gratitude for a blessing or deliverance when a vow had accompanied the petition. Right. You know, it's like my wife and I, you know, we can do a peace offering. We're debt free. Let's do a peace offering. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather bless you and give you some money or gifts than Visa or Discover yeah. or MasterCard. I would. Bring it. Let's just say, you know, how much do you pay in credit cards? Imagine the person sitting over there. You just walk over and you write them a check for $100. Boom, pay their light bill. Boom. Groceries. Just like that. And they're like, well, why are you? Because the Lord has give, blessed me. Yeah. That's why we have benevolence here, to help yeah. our community. Right. If you give to the community, you get from the community. Right. It's, it's amazing. It really is. And also, number three, so we have the thank offering, the votive, and, of course, this is the free will, number three. And, and these are the reasons why you would want to do a peace offering. So like tithes and offerings, but then we have this peace offering. It's gratitude regardless of the blessing or deliverance. Just, man, I'm just grateful. Yeah. Like, why'd you do this? You know, so we could just bless people, you know. Sometimes you can bless people and they just get so excited about the blessing. They're so excited. They're like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Like, hey, it's not a big deal. But to them, it's like they won the lottery or something. Right, you know? right, right. So I'm only sharing that because it's amazing. Why don't you go to Romans 5.1, Ryan? I'm already there. What do you have for us as far as the believer and a peace offering it to show that? It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it's interesting when, when Josiah goes out and does his uh, soul winning, you know, he, the first thing he says is, do you know that God loves you? And has a wonderful plan for your life. I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, right out of the gate, you know, it's like, do you go to church? Yeah. Do you have a Bible? No, it's, don't you know that God loves you? Yeah. 
you know, and it just, wow. Right. God, God loves me. My mom and dad love me. I love myself. God? Yeah. Wow, you know. So think about, think about, this is this is a, a revolution, right? I mean, what about 1 Corinthians one twenty? So 1 Corinthians one twenty says, Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of the, this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Am I in the wrong place? Is, is it, it says 1 Corinthians one twenty. I am in the first epistle of the apostle, of Paul the apostle, to the Corinthians, verse 20. Maybe it's 2 Corinthians, verse one twenty. It's all good, isn't it? <laughs> it's all good. No, uh, I mean, uh, he... I have uh, to fix it. That's not right. It says here... Um, yeah, I don't think either one of those is, is it. For, maybe for the promises of God? Yeah, for all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen. I'm sorry. First, it, it, maybe it's Colossians one twenty. Colossians one twenty. First Colossians, right? No, Colossians one twenty. Just regular Colossians? We're going to fix this. <laughs> Wow, how many years have I been using this and nobody caught it till you know. right know. here on this podcast? <laughs> By the way, we're not editing. <clears throat> yes, it is. It is. It is. Here we go. And, and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him. I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Read that one more time. All right, let me read it again. And having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Hallelujah. Yeah. So remember, these five sacrifices represent grace. Five is the number for grace. Also remember that it's relevant for Yeshua and for yourself. Yeah, and just because it's on the same page, I, I have to read Colossians 2, 8, you know, 9. You ready? You want to read what? Uh, just Colossians uh, 2, 8 and 9. It just says, Beware <clears throat> lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Around Passover, you can't say it enough. Jesus wow. is God. God is Jesus. Yeshua is Yahweh. Wow. Yahweh is Yeshua. Boom. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I just so, had to throw yeah, that you in. Know, I was, that was a bonus package. I was a I, I guess I was at prayer. Yeah, I was at prayer a couple <laughs> you were, you Mondays praying. ago, a few Mondays ago. And I was just praying, and the Lord was like showing me that. Just think how many people just wake up every day mm. and they're selfish. Yeah, just think about themselves. It's all about them. Me, 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 me. What I can me, get, me, me, what me, I me, can me. do, how, is, you know, how are the stars going to line up for me? I know. And it's like, and I just started thinking, billions of people. Yeah, billions, absolutely. But what if you could wake up? Say, Lord, what can I do for you? Amen. Because we cannot give God. No. But, you know, we can make a difference. Yeah. Well, it's One like, person can make a difference. You know, if we're really in a marriage covenant with God, and then we take the lessons of marriage and we apply them to our relationship with God, the best marriage is where, you know, the husband is doing everything he can to take divine care of the wife's needs. Yeah, divine order. And the wife is doing everything she can to take care of the husband's needs. That's right. And then each of their needs are taken care of, Right. Right. That's how that works. And then you have this reciprocity going on. Well, imagine yeah. if you're seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then God takes care of all your needs, and you have more and, and than you could you, ever imagine. And once you start doing it, then those will, the, the, there'll be those that will follow. Ah, I like that, yeah. Because that's what Nehemiah did. He, he, for vision, you have to have provision. So right. he had the favor of the king. He had all these things. He went down. Yep. He scoped it out. Then he started to interject some things, and then everybody joined in. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is this, Ryan. Think about it. Let's let's see how can we participate with God every day. Yeah. So He wants us to participate in His plan. So what if we just think about that and then be busy about that? Mm -hmm. Let's 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 do the season of redemption. Let's get ready for Passover. You know, let's let's participate with what God wants. Yeah. You know, just like when I talk about the reconciliation of the Jews and the Gentiles, mutual respect, Judaism and Christianity. You know, I've been f feeding this to my pastor friends and those that I run into in the church. You know, it's so important that we do this. We know this. And then see who wants to join. See who wants to participate. And I think that's why some people have left Beit Hila because, like, hey, I don't want to participate in that. And I respect that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying to you, I believe that God is, is, is definitely, definitely having the reconciliation of Jews and Gentiles right now. Mm, yeah. The Jewish people are extending their hands to us as a handshake. Hey, let's, let's have mutual respect. Yeah. How encouraging would that be for the Jewish people over there in the Middle East, the only democracy over there, to say, hey, there's thousands of Christians that, that believe for you. Yeah. 
that believe you should have a homeland and a home and a community. Yeah. And that you should be able to raise up your children without terror. And that, and that give towards it and participate towards Absolutely. it. Absolutely. There's all kinds know. of organizations. There's Christians for Israel Communities, Christians United for Israel. These are a couple organizations. Christians yeah. for Israel Communities. A little plug there. Go yeah. check it out. Sandra's the director C-F-O-I-C. There. Yeah. Christians for Israel Communities. Yeah. That you could help some of these communities with, uh, whether it's medical or it's like... It's Christian uh, Friends of Israeli Communities. CFOIC, Christian Friends of Israeli Communities. Yeah, they'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're going to find something. I right? get mail from them like once a week. So, anyway, well, we're going to move on now. So, once again, all three Damn. offerings are voluntary, Ryan. The burnt offering, voluntary. Yeah. Grain offering, which is the meat offering, voluntary. Yeah. Peace offering is voluntary. Now we're going to switch gears and you're going to hit. The sin offering, which so the, is the peace offering, four. It, it, Passover is a peace offering, right? Because you get to participate and eat of it. I guess it's its own separate thing, but you know, interesting. It's, I think it would fall on the peace offering category. I try to put everything in a category of one of these five. Even the consecration you know, offering let, let is me, a burnt offering. Let me offering. just read this in regards to the peace offering. It's of course according to wealth, but um, it's the remainder is to be eaten in the court by the offerer and his family. Thank offering to be eaten the same day. Votive and free will offerings. Uh, be eaten the first and second day. Note this is the only offering in which the offerer shared. So what great order is that? So once again, this is all in regards to the peace offerings. Just keep that in mind. Um, also, if you would like these handouts, Ooh, PDF, handout. Ryan at twopraise.net on the sacrifices. I'll get them to you. All right, let's get into the fourth offering. Now it's going to be compulsory. Here we go. Oh, Yep. Whoa, whoa. So the fourth offering found in Leviticus, starting in chapter 4, is the sin offering. And so the reason for the sin offering is if a soul shall sin through ignorance. So wait, this is an accidental sin? Yeah. Whoa, okay. So is there, a, is there an offering? Like, oh, man, I didn't know that. For, like, intentional sin? I guess not. Well... I guess you just have to fall on 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 your Listen, face and that's pray the that question God that we all you. have to ask ourselves, right? Because right. He died for all of our sins, that's past, right. present, future. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's right. You know what? You're right. Because if we really knew, then we wouldn't do it. Yeah, we have to really figure this thing out. So then, it is all sin is really ignorance, and grace is actually equips us not to sin. Sin so. is the expression of ignorance. I mean, I'm just really realizing that's true. that missing right now. the mark. Yeah, yeah. Because you wouldn't sin if you really understood. That's a good point. So it has to be a I've researched Even habitual sin is covered. I saw that in the Strong's Concordance. So the priest was to lay his hand upon the bull before killing it. And so this is, this is a transfer that, hey, this should be me, right? Or this should be the people. For his sin offering. Right. That's what it says. Right. The priest is doing it for himself. And so the priest would sprinkle the blood seven times before the Lord and at the veil of the sanctuary. And the blood was applied to the altar of incense on the four horns. And the rest of the blood from the bull was poured at the bottom of the altar of burnt offering, the brazen altar. And before sacrificing the bullock, the priest had to remove the two kidneys. Interesting. Um, so in uh, Hebrews, I'm sorry, in Leviticus chapter 4, verse 12, and also in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 11, it says this. It says, Even the whole bullock shall he carry forth without the camp unto a clean place where the ashes are poured out, and burn him on the wood with fire, where the ashes are poured out, he shall shall he be burnt. Now, if you go over to Hebrews chapter 13, um, which I'm going to go there now, this actually makes the connection between um, the, the red heifer, I think, and the sin offering, and Yeshua. And so it's uh, chapter 13, verse 11, and it says... For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burnt without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. Is that verse 13 at the end? Uh, Yes, it's 11 through 13. Yeah, 11 through 13. So Christ suffered outside the gates of Jerusalem. Yes, he did. So if we look at the sacrificial system, we look at what Yeshua has done, God doesn't change. There's the principle. Right. Right. Exactly right. Also, let me just share this as well real quick here, and then you can finish reading. But uh, when the sin offering was for the high priest or congregation, the remainder of the bull was to be burned outside the camp. We talked about that. 
Uh, that's God's portion. The priest's portion, when the sin offering was for a ruler or commoner, the remainder of the goat or lamb was to be eaten in the tabernacle court. So they didn't waste the meat. Right. Um, all right. So a young bullock was used for the whole congregation of Israel as a sin offering. The elders of the congregation were responsible for laying their hands on the bullock. So for the one for the whole congregation, the priest laid his hand on the one that for, was for, for him. him. Yeah. And then you had the elders laying their hand on the, the one people, for the people. People with people. Got it. It okay. takes people. I see. To reach people for the people. Yeah. By the people. Right. That sounds like a lawyer's advertisement. It does. Is like Morgan and Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> or the people. Yahweh. For the people. <laughs> By the people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> free advertisement there. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll sponsor us. Nah, I doubt it. Yeah. No, oh, well. I don't think they like the rest of the content. <laughs> Let's just keep moving <laughs> on here. Uh, they like the restitution plus 20% probably. You know, they'd be down for that. That's all right. Yeah. So the requirement for the application of the blood was the same for the congregation as it was for the priests. So, so you're seeing the, it's the same, you know, kind of uh, stipulations there. And the priest was to make atonement for the people so they could be forgiven when presenting their sin offering. So then I guess they would bring a whole congregation offering, but then people could also bring their own individual the sin commoners, offerings. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and a ruler was required to bring a male kid of the goats without blemish for his sin offering. So this is, gets more specific for the ruler, it seems. And the ruler was responsible for laying his hand upon the goat and killing it. Now, if he couldn't, the priest was there. Yeah. To yeah. help, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I know. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> you know. Yeah, see, I'm, I, I couldn't do that. It'd be tough, but, I know, but I, I'm a singing priest. You know what it is? We're a bunch of... I play the string instruments We're a bunch sing. of sissies, right? Because we are separated from our meat becoming meat. Bill Carter could do that. Well, but I mean, back then, everybody was kind of participated in the butchering process, you know? You think about it. You know, if you knew, if you wanted the meat, you had to go grab it. This is true. You know, I'm just saying. All right, so what animals were required for a commoner to carry out his sin offering? A female kid of the goats or a young female lamb without blemish. Interesting. So the ruler brought a male kid of the goats, but a commoner could bring a female kid of the goats or a young female lamb without blemish. Right. I get it. Interesting. Get it. That's right. a whole other study. Itself. So here we go. We're, 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 we're cruising right along here. We're into chapter five now. So um, it talks about the acts of sin here. Yeah, so what is sin? Missing the mark. In chapter five. Yeah, exactly right. So, uh, sin. So these are the things that, like, if you had one of these issues, then that a sin offering was appropriate. You would need a sin offering. To bring in this case. All right. So uh, the following are acts of sin. Are you ready for this? This is right out of the Word of God. Right. Failing to speak and reveal the truth when under oath. Okay. So Our government's in trouble. Oh, geez. Talk liars. Of, Where do liars go? So this uh, doesn't say about... This isn't talking about lying. This isn't even lying. This is... Omission. This omission. So this is failing to speak. And reveal the truth. And reveal the road. truth. That's, a good, that's a good point. It's not lying. Failing to purify self when one is unclean. Wow, see, it's a, it's a process. Well, let, let's just say, for example, that you run into an issue where you can't go through the process of becoming clean, right? Washing right. yourself with water, whatever it is. Well, then now you've waited. The time has passed. Failing to purify. Now you have to come back and bring your sin offering. Right. Good point. Because I always tell people, being unclean is not a sin, okay? It's not doing the process or not becoming clean or... It's like the condition, like... like Doing things... You're you're unclean until evening. Right, but doing things... Then a new day comes. But let's say you're doing things that you're not supposed to do while you're unclean. But you have to rectify that. And this is how you do it. Right. Interesting. Uh, so speaking or swearing rashly and quickly forgetting what was said or shirking responsibility for it. Forget about fake news. That's the media. I didn't know that I was in here. They don't even report the news. I didn't know that they had me oh, in Oh, that's here. me. Yeah, I'm right there. Yeah, yeah, two hands. Um, you know, because think about how many times have we like, you know, I, I'm actually, I've gotten better about this. I'm not real bad about I this. I feel like I'm better. But Even like with all the kids, just like saying something, you know what I mean? Knowing yeah. that it like, you know, like when your uh, kids was, just crushed their that little was spirit. A smart aleck remark. Yeah. Why yeah. did I say that? I didn't have to say Smarty it that way. Sarcasm. Know? Or to my wife. You know, you know what sarcasm is in the Bible? It's called coarse jesting. 
It's laughing mm. at somebody else's expense. Ooh. It's it's called digs, like little digs. Yeah, I thought coarse jesting was like the, dirty I'm jokes. I'm good at the little digs, you know. I'm good at the little digs. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is, I surround myself with these people. Yeah, well, it's me. Yeah, I'm good at the digs. There's, we all have these little digs, and we're like, did I really? Yeah. I don't need to say that. I catch myself. Don't yeah. say that. What's Micah's nickname? It's quick to hear, slow to speak. Because he's your mini me. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Uh huh. So Everything that Nehemiah does to him, he does to Hadassah. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. <laughs> so I don't know about those two. Yeah. Really, they're just going at it. The of pecking course. order is so real. Check out the pecking order. Yeah. Study it. Well, you know, the pecking order is real, especially when you have chickens. It is real. And you're like, oh, wait, there is a the pecking line. order. Oh, you want to pick on me? Oh, I'll pick on you. Pick on me. Uh-huh. It's like poop rolls downhill. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. They it's say, all poop. They say hurt people hurt people. Yeah, hurting yeah. people hurt people. Yeah. All right, so... The following are appropriate sacrifices needed for a sin offering. And this is found in Leviticus chapter 5, verses 6 and 7, and also in verse 11. A female lamb or a kid of the goats, two turtle doves or two young pigeons, uh, one-tenth part of an ephah of fine flour, which is also called an omer, and the sin offering is compulsory. You have to have a sin offering at this point. Right. Let's say you're just roaming the earth, doing your own thing. You're not a burnt offering. Yeah. You're not serving. You don't want to do the grain offering. Right. Sure as heck not going to share your stimulus package with anybody. Yeah. Stimulus money. Finances. Stimulus. It's all for me. Now God says, okay, where's your sin offering? Huh. Oh, now you're in trouble. Yeah. Because God requires that. Wow. I know. You. Know, this, I would think that this is the deep, stimulus man. package should be good for local this churches. This teaching is needed right now. Don't you think? Shouldn't the stimulus package be good for local churches? People bring in their their. their I mean, offerings. listen. What's the purpose? Just so you understand, because we're, we're going to get to the trespass offering. This is very interesting. To atone for sins committed unknowingly, especially where no restitution was possible. Oh yeah. Okay. The sin offering was of no avail in cases of defiant rebellion against God. Right. So this prefigures the fact that in His death, Christ was made sin for us. 2 Corinthians 5.21, we don't have to read that. Christ suffered, of course, outside the gates of Jerusalem, Hebrews 13. You read that, verses 11 through 13. So the offerer's portion is nothing. The priest's portion, when the sin offering was by a ruler or commoner, the remainder of the goat or lamb was to be eaten in the tabernacle court. And we have God's portion. And, of course, what it all consisted of, those three different things, they'll break it down even more. For the high priest, a bull without blemish. For the congregation, a bull without blemish. Once again, the congregation, a priest, prominent. For a ruler, a male goat without blemish. For a commoner like you and I, a female goat or female lamb without blemish. Uh, In cases of poverty, two turtle doves or two young pigeons, one for a sin offering, the other for a burnt offering, could be substituted. In cases of extreme poverty, (laughs) look at this, fine flour could be substituted. Yeah. So there's no excuse Where's your sacrifice? Right, not to bring an offering. There's no, there's no excuse, Ryan. Right, none whatsoever. So, so, we'll so you could bring an omer, which is a tenth of an ephah. So, what is a sin offering? Basically, those uh, sins that were unintentional, becoming unclean and needing purification. So, basically, just sin. Well, I need to read one last verse, uh, Leviticus chapter five, verse nine. Uh, it says, "And he shall sprinkle of the blood of the sin offering upon the side of the altar." And the rest of the blood shall be wrung out at the bottom of the altar. It is a sin offering. So, so here's the whole process. Right? Yep. Remember, we're looking for principles here. That's right. So let's move into the trespass offering. It is the fifth offering found in Leviticus. The trespass offering. What animal was used for the trespass offering? So this had to be a ram without blemish, a prized ram. Right. So now we're talking about a trespass offering. It's getting more expensive. Uh, could you trespass against the Lord and man? Uh, yeah, of course. Remember, trespass. Right. You can trespass against God and man. Uh, what was the amount required to pay back when one trespassed against the Lord or man? So it would be the principal plus 20%. 20%. So let's just say uh, I borrow a book from somebody and they let me borrow it, and I spill coffee all over it. Mm-hmm. I've trespassed them. Right. I've brought harm to one of their goods, one of their material items, personal right. items. Uh, therefore, I would have to replace that book 
plus 20% of the value of that right. book. Uh, that would be rectifying a trespass offering. Right. Uh, it's just like if the, uh, some guy gives this example of, let's say you borrow your neighbor's barbecue grill, and the owner is with it, and something happens to it, then you're not liable. But let's say you borrow it, and he's not around. Right. Just an example to show you a biblical principle. And it just destroyed, breaks, doesn't work. Something happens. Hose right. breaks on it. You're responsible to repair all that, well, or even replace it. Plus twenty percent. And another example would be like you're at fault in a car accident. Yikes! You know that's another that's another example. That you you could talk about that. So when a person trespassed against another person with something that was of material value, was the principal restored plus one fifth? We yes. talked about that. Of course, this trespass offering was compulsory. Now. Uh, remember, you know, I tell the story all the time that, you know, these uh, ranchers and farmers would have these signs of no trespassing. <laughs> so when you saw it as a kid, you knew that's where I want to go. Not me. I want to go over the fence and go down the line. I always thought that's where people go and get shot. Well, yeah, it's rock salt or buckshot or something. I don't know. It's not going to kill you. It's just going to sting it like depends. that. <laughs> it but, depends. You know, it depends on which person it depends is. It depends, too. You know, they can chase you off. But I know a few ranchers fired their guns in the air or something, but... I know I went to this uh, orange grove, and there was oak trees, and there was orange groves, and the, the oranges would just fall through the rot, just fall off the tree. I mean, it wasn't picking them. It wasn't like some major operation or something. So I would go and get these oranges and then bring them back. And I had a hole in my bag, and the, the, the cow started following me. And before I knew, there's this Brahma bull coming up on me, and I had to go up in this tree. Stop. <laughs> and I was up in this tree for an hour. And the Brahma bull was just looking at me, and I saw the horns, and I'm thinking, I will never do this again. <laughs> a true story. I mean, and I'm like, I will never do this again. And so, once again, if I want an orange, I'll get an orange and run out of the way. But, but you know, it's interesting when we talk about even the, uh, the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> I love I that know. story. There's a hole in the bag, and the cows start following you, yeah. and then you end up with a bull following you. And I'm like, what? That's yeah, a great a big, story. It's a great paper bag, a little hole, oh, and they were just kind of dropping out. And, and when the cows were looking and saw me, they, they thought kinda, you were feeding them. Well, they they probably thought the brown bag. Hey, here's some feed. Yeah. So yeah, the Brahma bull was over the top. I'm like, I'm not getting out of the tree. And just looked at me for an hour. The cow just stood there, and I and I had threw the bag on the ground. It was empty. You know, there's nothing. I think I just ditched the bag, and he's just smelling the bag. But I'm up in the tree, just looking down, thinking. I got to get out of here. Yeah. I was up there for an hour. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have any oranges. <laughs> shoo, shoo. <laughs> Just started eating grass and looking around. Like, that was teaching me a lesson. You know? Yeah. I, learned, I am not going to do that yeah. again. So once, once again, you know, uh, let's, let's just look at this trespass offering, a few little details here. If the offense was against the Lord, tithes, offerings, etc., a ram without blemish was to be brought. Restitution was reckoned according to the priest's estimate of the value of the trespass plus one-fifth Man, to the Lord. so the priest got to decide. So that has to go to the Lord. If the offense were against man, okay, a ram without blemish was to be brought. Restitution was reckoned according to the value plus one-fifth. So these are to atone for sins committed unknowingly, especially where restitution was possible so just like uh, among the jewish people right now they don't have a sacrifice they don't have a sacrificial system they don't have a temple so what they came up with they had a committee this is all public records and so they decided that hey we're going to substitute uh the sacrificial system or sacrifices with prayer and mitzvah or mitzvot good deeds so that's why you'll see the prayer books and all these other things because they don't have a sacrifice so they don't have a we you know, Yeshua is our sacrifice that we've accepted, but they haven't accepted that among Judaism. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. But here's the deal. We all have to make a personal decision for Christ. That's a choice. Everybody does. Yep. You can't force that on anybody. Respect people's religion. You know, thank God for the Constitution. Thank God for America. God bless America. You know, we have freedom, freedom of religion. I really enjoy Liberty. being able to express my faith the way that I want to express my faith and not having some government oh my gosh. breathing but, down but, my but neck nobody about wants it. to express their faith anymore. Like They want to just have a good time and do this and do well, that. Well, they do. They express their faith in other ways. They just belong to a different religion, the religion of No, I understand, know, but I'm, just saying, I'm talking about basic Christianity. It's yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, This yeah. is a post-Christian era. People don't want to talk about that, yeah. but we are living in a post-Christian era. It really and, is unfortunate. And so you know, the government's not persecuting the church because of COVID-19. Uh, that's ridiculous. I'll tell you what's happening is people just don't want to 
practice their faith. Right. So when Governor DeSantis says, we are essential, we can meet, boom, nine weeks was up, I'm going for it. Dunzo. I didn't feel like the government was trying to shut me down and come after me. You know who else we can thank for that is Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. He's a local pastor here at the river. That's right. And uh, he, um, you know, he stood up to it. You know, I wouldn't say that maybe I would have done it the way he did. Teach his own. But he did stand up, and now— he set a precedent where right. churches have the right to meet, um, especially here in Florida. So, Let's go to Colossians 2.13. Colossians. It foreshadows the fact that Christ is also our trespass offering. Don't you love the Torah portion? It's funny because I read 2.8 and 9, and now we're on to 2.13 now. Yeah, let's read it. It says, And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath be- he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. And then 14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to our trespasses. So he was condemned because of our trespasses. So this is, he didn't nail the Torah to the cross. No, not the instruction booklet. He nailed the charges against us. He he had it hanging over his head. Thank you, Yeshua. What? That's me. Those, I did all that. And he's hanging on the cross here, Nick. Yeah. This one's for you. Ah, why? Because he can't go against spiritual laws. That's rough. Yeah. See, God cannot go against spiritual laws because he's God. That's right. So his attributes of holiness and goodness and purity and a righteous judge is who he is. And, and as a matter of fact, God doesn't muster up love. God is love. So the, the cool thing is, is that we're in the natural realm and he's above the natural realm. He's you know, a spirit being and we live in the natural and we want to base everything on the natural Everything on the natural. Yeah. Well, and I think that one of the most humbling thoughts when you get around the Passover season is that when you realize that, you know, you, you, we in Hebrew roots, right, and as Christians, we could sometimes get a little high-minded of ourselves. Like, oh, look at me. Right. Look what I'm doing. Look at, you know, me and God, we're on the same team. You know what I mean? He's, you know, all this stuff. Right. And we need to remember and be humbled by the thought that it was our sin that put Jesus on the cross. Right. And so, yes, we have freedom in Christ, but we need to remember what put him there. That's right. And that we are free from that and that we should no longer go back to our sin like a dog to his vomit, right? That, right? that we should receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment, right? So people that have the Holy Spirit, they avoid sin, Right. They practice righteousness. They seek after righteousness. They look for righteous things, right? They meditate on righteousness, and they make good decisions, right? That's good. Sin, righteousness, and judgment. You know, you know. just going back, we have a little bit of time here. I want to talk about the brazen altar a little bit. Uh, the altar was made with sheatim wood and overlaid with brass. Now, the dimensions, uh, all four sides were five cubits in length and three cubits tall. So think about how big the altar was, basically, if a cubit is from my elbow to my my middle finger there. We're talking about 10 feet, 5 inches wide, uh, 10 feet, 5 inches long, and 6 feet, 3 inches high. And they would have a little ramp. That's pretty high. Yeah, that's 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 a cubit. And so we have the five Levitical offerings that go on there, the burnt, grain, peace, sin, and trespass offering. And of course, uh, moving on here, it says right here in Leviticus 17, 11, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Notice Leviticus 17 is the way to God. You need to understand the sacrificial system, the redemptive plan of God, in order for you to, to actually make your way to God. Yeah. And then, of course, Hebrews 9.22, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. Hebrews 10.4, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Once again, Yeshua takes away our sins. The old sacrificial system, our sins were just covered. In John 1.29, the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And that's why we have this little lamb here. Get ready for Passover, the sacrifices. Behold, the Lamb of God, who taketh away the sin of the world. That would be the original sin, they'd say them on the, the Catholics or whatever, original sin of, of uh, eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Notice it doesn't say sins, but the sin. You yeah. ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Meaning, you ate from this tree saying, you know what is good and you know what is evil, and you're going to tell everybody else what's good and what's evil, hmm. uh, which is false. Yeah. And the tree of life is Yeshua. That's right. 
It says here in Hebrews 13, 12, therefore Jesus also that he might sanctify the people with his own blood suffered without the gate, just like it says in the Levitical system, uh, the process. Leviticus 6, 13, in regards to the altar, the, the altar of burnt offering, perpetual fire was kept on the altar so that anytime anyone sinned, they could have immediate access to God. The fire never went out from underneath the altar. Which is a picture of salvation today, right? The altar is there available. You can come to know the Lord at any time. At any time. Go throw yourself on it. That's it. All who touched the altar were considered holy. That's Exodus 29, 37. Interesting that Solomon had a brother, Adonijah. In 1 Kings chapter 1, verses 38 through 53, we have a, a situation here where he was claiming to be king. Solomon pardoned him. And then, of course, what happened is, and it says right here in 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 50. And Adonijah feared because of Solomon and arose and went and caught hold on the horns of the altar. Solomon gave him a second chance. I was going to say, so in his case, it worked out. It did in the, his case. There's other cases. Joab, it didn't work did out. Did not work out. Right. The nephew of David had to pay for his sins. So the question is, where is your sacrifice? Hebrews 10, 26. For if we sin willfully after that, we have received the knowledge of the truth there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Rut row. That's a hard word. So we can't just willfully sin. We need to rectify this in our hearts and say, you know, Lord, please forgive me. Right. Because sin is, is, is missing the mark. And we purposely don't want to do that. Right. We'll forget you. And that's what I think happens. But we, we don't want to be those people. Uh, now, this is interesting as well. Uh, the brazen altar can be found in heaven. Revelation 8, 5. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar. Mm. Remember, the fire continually burns. Right. And cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. Wow. So there they were. Fire of the altar. And now we know that there's an altar of incense in heaven as well. Well, uh, once again, an altar shows ownership. Yeah. It's attached to the earth and it comes out of the earth and it shows that God is the owner. Right. Ownership of the earth. So by putting something on top of that altar attached to the earth, you're showing that God is the owner and I'm acknowledging him. Right. As he's created all of this on earth for our benefit. Because, you know, it's interesting, you know, God, I don't I don't think he eats at all. Right. I certainly don't think he eats meat. So I don't think that we're preparing food for him, right? I know that, um, you know, there's certain religions that you'll go into places and they're all have... Well, God does eat. He does. But he's not bound by the natural realm of eating. Okay, so I get... Remember, what, yeah, like the theophany? With, yep, yep, yep. And, Jesus and definitely ate, covenant. for sure. He made covenant with them. He ate with them. But I mean, when Jesus you take an offering... Fry, God invented barbecue. Yeah, when you take the offering to... Uh, Lay it on the altar. Right, the burnt offering. The he, point is not that you're giving that, yeah. God food, right? Right. It's, that's not what you're doing. Um, right. What you're doing is you're submitting your heart right. and your mind and your will and emotions, right? Your to soul. His, to his will. To his will. To what he wants. And doing things to his process. And we can't change this. So, And remember, he creates his process for us, not against us. That's right. That's a good so, word. Praise God. It is good. Um, Excellent. You know what's cool about next week, right? Next week, we get to do it all again. We're going through all five sacrifices. <laughs> Back more, to the cycle. A little more details. Uh, yeah, we add, we're going to add two. We're going to do a Joseph. So where's your sacrifice? My sacrifice is in Yeshua. I'm going to dance with the one that brung me. That's good. Um, you know, there cannot be enough said about the fact that the life of the flesh is in the blood, right? And that God has given it to us upon the altar to make an atonement for our souls. And as much as we try to, to skirt around it with some other form of theology, whatever is said in contrast to that is another gospel. That's good. It just is what it is. Yeshua died to take away my sin. That's good. And he took away your sin, and he took away all of our sin through his sacrifice, That's right. right? And all we have to do, all we have to do, is lay claim to it, right? Oh, yeah. We just have to say, hey, that's my sacrifice, right? So we where's your sacrifice is the great question. Exactly right. And I think that's a question that everybody Amen. has to answer for themselves. So, Wow. Man, who knew Leviticus could be so cool? I, better and better. I remember back in the day, you know, when I was on my like reading plans, you yeah. know, when I'd be reading, and like I would come to Leviticus, it'd be uh, 6 a.m., and I'd yeah. be like, okay, yeah. so, uh, yeah, you know. I'm doing it. Yeah, you want a breakfast, 10. yeah. <laughs> Where's Nate having a beauty story? <laughs>
Someone needs to die. Yeah. Well, I never made it there because I'd always like just fall off the wagon, right? I'd be reading good Genesis and Exodus, and then somehow I, you know, fell off the wagon. Good word. So don't fall off the wagon this year. Stick with Leviticus. You know what else? The listens go down when we hit Leviticus. Not good. We're not going to get into that. Not, not this, good. Not this time. But it happens to everybody. It, it happens like it happens to like all the tour portion podcasts nah, and stuff. We're they all talk that. about it. This is Leviticus Pip Rock. Yeah, stick with us. Leviticus is is it. That's right. We can do it. All right. Father God, thank you so much. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, that you provided a way for us to return to you, God. So many times we were running away from you, Lord. Let us stop and run to your altar, Father, and grab a hold of it, Father, so that we can claim Yeshua as our sacrifice, God, and that you will see us as he is seen by you, Father. We thank you for the the white linen robes that you give us, the righteousness of saints, Father, in the name of Yeshua and the blood that washes away our sins, God. We thank you for Passover. We thank you for Leviticus. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. In Yeshua's name, amen. Amen. All right, guys, bless you. Have a great week.